There's a quote that I'm gonna share with you from one of my favorite horror directors that I think perfectly embodies his style of film, and I haven't looked at his work the same since hearing it. Quote, since I see technology as being an extension of the human body, it's inevitable that it should come home to roost, end quote. That comes from the legend himself, Mr. David Cronenberg. You ask for miracles, Theo, I bring you body horror. If you're unfamiliar with the works of Cronenberg, stop everything you're doing and go discover this Canadian treasure. You can thank me later. His beautiful ability to layer the fears and uncertainties of our own bodies with technology while being rooted in heavy human emotion is unmatched by anyone. Early 80s aesthetic, booming symphony scores, and grotesque gore. Need I say more? Today, Ozark Mark and I are gonna discuss one of his most influential films to ever grace the silver screen. That, my friends, is the 1981 explosive sci-fi horror, Scanners. There are scenes in Scanners that you can't unsee. They live with you forever. So it's time to go into the flick that has played in our head rent-free since our adolescence. Folks, without any other introduction, I bring you Scanners. to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another week, clapping them cheeks and bussing on your sister and mom. What's going on? No, I'm just kidding. Mark's a nice guy. Mark's a nice guy. Mr. Rosark Mark, you guys know him well, all right? He's been here for a long time. You know the guy. You know what he looks like, all right? I think he's reading my mind down there. What? I think he's reading my mind down there. Hello. My nose is starting to bleed down here. I'm freaking out. Huh. I wish I had that power. Anyway. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back. I'm glad to see you or, you know, talk to you, however you're doing this. Uh, we're back up in here for another fantastic episode here in the wild card season of the fantastic, one-of-a-kind, sloppy horror podcast right back up in your ass. Wild card! Wild wow. card. And we have a treat for you today. We're getting into the little bit of the sci-fi era. Mm-hmm. You know, the sci-fi era. A little bit of that body horror. You know, and uh, what are we talking about here today? Folks, I think uh, we are christening the ship here. At the Sloppy Horror Podcast, this is our very first David Cronenberg movie. And if you know David Cronenberg, he's all about his body horror. We're talking about Scanners. Scanners! <laughs> Scanners! <laughs> Have you ever seen Scanners? Have you ever heard of Scanners? <laughs> Do you happen to have scanners on tape? The guy's head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you got, scanners. You guys know about this. If you're a horror movie fan, I don't know how you wouldn't know about this piece of Canadian gold. Absolutely love it. I love all of Cronenberg's work. He kind of almost makes like a, they're not comic books. These aren't comic books, but his movies, obviously, if you think of like The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, you think of the Dead Zone. 
you think of this, you think of shivers, and it's all about like kind of something, a, a, an elite power or something happening with your body that's uh, a change. And in this movie, Scanners, people are reading brains. It's a, like a, this is definitely some inspiration for Stranger Things. There's a lot of things that I think <laughs> this movie is really inspired, but the whole reading of the brains and then your nose starts bleeding and like that whole kind of thing, I think that comes from this movie. I mean, I think there's a lot of tropes that come from this. And at the bottom of it, Cronenberg not only makes great horror movies, but they're kind of like uh, operas, like they're symphonies. And he very much incorporates those music. And that, that's kind of his words, what he says. But he likes it to be a part of that. It's a journey. And I just really love his work. And I'm so excited to finally talk about Scanners. Um, I, I, every, I don't know about you, but all kids growing up, man, this was like that tape you put in, like, how hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> this guy's head gets blown off, like, immediately, like, very early in the movie. Like, you know, I would say probably 15 minutes in, this uh, guy's head blows up. Yeah, yeah it's, fair. it's quite soon, which I, is good. Gets us in there. Gets us right into, uh, you know, the deep end right away. I like that a lot. And this movie does start hot and heavy. But, I mean, I guess they deserve a synopsis. These folks are begging, please, puppy, give me a synopsis. That's what they say to me. And I'm like, you wait your goddamn turn and you get in line. We need to talk about scanners. All right. So, folks, before we do this, I do need to remind you, you guys know you listen to the show week after week, and we make it through all the way without one goddamn commercial because we love you folks, and we don't like to water down our shit for nickels and dimes. But what we do like is to recommend some bonus content and a way, a very cheap way, for you guys to support our show. And if you'd like to do that, you go to patreon.com slash sloppy horror. There you will find how many episodes do you think we got up there now, Mark? On Patreon, um, thirty plus, thirty plus. So we're you know we're building quite an inventory over there. So there's here. over a hundred episodes combined. Boom, boom. That's over a hundred hours total, if you think about it, of quality content. Yes. I mean, your asshole is like that. That's how much content we're putting up in there. It's a big year for us here from, you know, actually getting established with merchandise, all kinds of things, and actually being really serious. Um, I feel like we got one foot in front of another, and I'm just excited to be able to give you guys something in a, a way that we can support the show without you having to buy something or, or, or just give us money. Like, you know, this is here. You guys get a bunch of content, and uh, we just appreciate you guys for sticking around week after week. Speaking of that, man, I am looking forward to once we figure out the merchandise thing. Uh-huh. And the shirt ideas that we're going to come up with, because I make them all. Yeah. They're going to be pretty funny. Make them. Make funny t-shirts. Oh, I make funny t-shirts. Mm-hmm. They're going to be funny t-shirts. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one with just your face on it. <laughs> because, dude, when I'm editing, I swear, I just click stop randomly, and you make the weirdest faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't put I, those on t-shirts. <laughs> I'm putting them on t-shirts. All right, we are I'll not having merch, actually, <laughs> boys and girls. That's why Mark does not make merchandise. <laughs> what if you had, like, 20 different shirts 
are at a convention with your face on it. People are like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> but they're just like, yeah, they're like all random. Like one's like a mug shot. One I'm sleeping. Like, <laughs> one I'm like in like cardinal clothes, like the Pope. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, sorry, we got sidetracked there, but continue. Please, start. Oh, about scanners. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Scanners. So, it's really hard not to say it like that, guys. Scanners. Say it once and you'll say it forever. Don't now, do it. What we have going on here, guys, is we have a guy named Cameron Vale. Okay? And at the beginning of, of Scanners, you see this guy roaming around in a mall. Nothing seems too crazy until these people... Back, start- back in the good old days when you could smoke in a mall. I know. It was incredible. The The, the whole aesthetic is so cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that mall. That mall looked pretty cool. Oh, it was fantastic. Like, that's the one thing I love about Cronenberg movies is the fact that the lighting, the early 80s aesthetic. Like, there's a late 80s aesthetic that I love, too. Um, it's a lot more big hair, a lot more stuff like that. But those early 80s, like Dawn of the Dead, like, I mean, that's late 70s, but like that that time frame, that feel, I love it. The the synth wave music that was right at the beginning. That's why I like synth wave music now. Now it sounds a lot better, cleaner, and crisper, but you listen to the old stuff, and it's very archaic. You, you know, you hear how they made it, but it's awesome. It really <laughs> does add to those scenes. I don't know about you, but I, I love the scores going on with all these movies. Absolutely. So we're starting out here in the mall. Continue. Okay. So we're in the mall with our guy Cameron Vale, who we think is a guy. And then all of a sudden, he locks eyes with these two ladies eating lunch, and he's sitting down, and they're kind of like mumbling, talking shit about him. But he locks eyes with this girl. And he just starts shaking and kind of like, it's almost like a real intense staring contest. And you could tell he's locked in. And then this lady starts convulsing and falls down and falls out. Then all of a sudden, guys with coats come out of nowhere looking for that guy. They're chasing him. Why is it always guys in coats? I don't know. <laughs> if I'm just... in public and I see two guys in coats, I'm, mo- I'm running away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's bad news. Those guys ain't right. Those guys are trying to get you. Something's going on. With these guys in coats. So, come to find out, come to find out what we have going on here is this guy is not a normal guy. He's a scanner. And a scanner, almost, you know, say similar to something like The Shining for people who shine. Well, these people scan and they can kind of read brains. And uh, it's a hard physical process to do. A, for the people being scanned, and B, for the people scanning. It's like a hard block of energy, kind of like Eleven and Stranger Things. I don't watch much of that, but I know like it's, that concept. It's uh, telekinesis things. Correct. Thank you for that. Telekinesis. Telekinesis. Yes. So that's what these scanners do. Well, this guy, he gets kidnapped by this special group, a guy named Dr. Ruth at this uh, special kind of technological company. And they tell him, like, look, we need your help. We need you to find this guy who's a bad scanner. And we need you to bring, like, we need your help to get this guy because he's, like, doing crazy shit. So we need your help. So he's like, all right. So he goes to try to find this guy. Well, this other guy, his name is Revic. And he's played by Michael Ironside. And he just looks fucking scary, this whole movie, dude. Like, first of all, we all know, uh, you know, just... Michael Ironside is the guy from Scanners, but let's be real. To my generation, I was born in 89. 
He was the fucking bad guy from fucking Free Willy. All right? He was the fucking bad guy from Free Willy. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that because that was scary to me when I was little. Do you remember Free Willy? Who doesn't? Free Willy was fucking scary. All right? That guy was scary. He said, we're going to kill the whale. You're like, you better not kill the fucking whale, dude. (laughs) Don't kill the whale. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like him at all. He just had that scary face. So they're trying to find Revik. It ends up being a beautiful twist of fate, kind of a Star Wars tale, where Cameron finds out that Revik is his brother and Dr. Ruth is their father. Uh, but Revik is kind of a really evil dude, and he's a uh, he's got like a little army of henchmen, almost like kind of like brainwashed henchmen scanner people uh, to protect him and to keep him good. And uh, they have a plan to make more scanners. There's this uh, drug called ephemeral, and it was given to like pregnant women back in like the 30s or 40s, I guess, as a sample drug. Uh, and what happened was these women started giving birth to scanners, so they stopped doing it, but now this dude's mass-producing it, and he's crazy, he's attacking other scanners. But our first introduction to Mr. Michael Ironside, well, Revic, I should say, is one of the coolest, most iconic horror movie scenes of all fucking time. So there's a demonstration going on where there's another scanner, and he's trying to show a room full of students and scholars how he scans. It's like a presentation. And he says, you know, I'll need a volunteer, but I'll let you know. This could be a little painful, and it'll be a little painful for me. And at this point, you don't know who the hell Michael Ironside is. He's just a guy in the crowd, and he's just like, yeah, I'll do it. And he goes down, and this guy... He tries to start. He tries to start reading his brain, and he starts scanning them, and he gets locked in. Look, come to find out that Revik is this badass scanner, and this guy gets so locked in, and he gets locked in so hard his head explodes. Now, if you're a, a, a viewer, if you're watching this right now, and you're not familiar with that, you could look behind Ozark Mark, and you can see a nice demonstration of what that <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Growing up for kids, this was this was just fun. This is just one of those like if you know, you know. But oh, yeah. like you never forget the first time you see that fucking thing. No, because it was an actual head exploding, not like a human head, but an actual like it was an actual explosion. Because this is the eighties, people. This ain't no computerized bullshit. That's right, CGI may nope. look may look cheesy, but it was real. Yeah, so that that's it's all together just. A really kind of like last week, we picked frailty. This is a really detailed story. I yes. mean, we're here to kind of walk you through some of the parts and have fun there, but this is a detailed story. This might be one of those movies you could watch two or three times and pick back up different stuff, but it's an easy watch. It's not overcomplicated. The characters are funny, and let me tell you too. You watch South Park, bro. I mean, South Park's dude, funny. Dude, I was going to tell you that because when they're, like, battling each other at the end, all I could think of was that South Park episode when uh, Cartman is a psychic. Yes. He claims to be psychic, and he's running around trying to find, mm-hmm. you know, crimes, but there's other psychics trying to battle him yeah. with their mind, and they all look like idiots. <laughs> that immediately popped into my mind, dude, during this movie. Yeah, it just it made me laugh. It made me remind me of that episode. Now, what's what's this wasn't about that psychic? Get out of here! There's a dog in here. 
Go upstairs. Goodbye, dog. <laughs> now. It's like a zoo. This place is a zoo. There's critters everywhere. So, in South Park, it almost seems animated or like whatever. But every time, obviously, it's animated strong. But I mean, the over-exaggeration, how they do deaths and injuries. And the reason that's a thing or it's a trope is because of movies like this back in the day where it's like people that just got shot and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> like people that just went full send or like when men are actually like Aah! you know they're screaming running around and it's like dude they just don't do it like that anymore yeah it's a, it's a lot of uh, 80s cheesy acting in this at parts and it's just they just they just make you laugh like the part when he uh, first gets captured and he's on the bed and the doctor brings all the people up and he starts hearing all the voices and he's just like Aah! Like going nuts in the bed, like <laughs> how do you not laugh at that? Dude, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hysterical. Yes, I love every part of that. I love every part of that. It's just um, the the deaths. You remember when? Because uh, at first, at first, when Cameron Vale goes on his mission to find Revic, he goes to find this artist. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that artist's name again? I'm. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. I just want to make sure that I'm not... uh, Benjamin Pierce. Mm -hmm. So he goes to this guy, and he does all this crazy artwork. And he's a scanner as well, but he gets... He deals with it by making art. Well, Revic's bad people come to his little lair, and they just start fucking blasting, and they tear Pierce up. But the whole time he gets shot, he's just like... Like, he's just, like, he gets shot in the back in, like, the most misfortunate, like, places. He's, like, back in, his back is arched, and he just takes, like, a shot to the spine. He's just... Dude, the knee one hurt, too. Oh. What I loved about uh, Revic's henchmen... What? Is they all had shotguns. Yeah, they did None play. of them had pistols. They all had shotguns. We're like you. Playing. No. If your group of henchmen has shotguns... They ain't fucking around. Nope, they're not. Well, uh, Cameron Vale also kind of teams up with this little team of good guy scanners, and they're like for the good cause, trying to take down Revic. And a lot of those guys get blasted, tore out with shotguns. But that one girl, Kim, she was a strong one. Hot too. Yeah. You remember when she blasted his uh, Revic soldiers to the wall? They come in, blasting up everybody else, and she's just like, ah, and blasts them to the wall, and they just catch on fire. And they're, <gasps> <laughs> just, just immediately yeah, in flames. Yeah, I didn't expect them to just burst into flames. So, oh, God. I, I know. There's it's like intense, the, man. There's a humor to the violence in this. But if you talk to Cronenberger, if you listen to his interviews, he says, I find to be a lot of my movies are comedies. Oh, yeah. And people are like, well, <laughs> okay. But he gets it like we get it. We laugh at things. So mm-hmm. that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. And yes, the ending scene though to this, or the you know, the finale to this movie when it comes down to Cameron Vale and Revic and they're in this intense like you know, battle and at the end it's some awesome bladder effects under the you know, under the face and they're like pulsing and their heads are growing and their and, veins are just popping in and they're like catching on fire and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It it isn't a uh, uh an intense thing to watch, you know. It definitely keeps your attention. You're like, "What 
in the hell is going on, dude? <laughs> Cameron starts peeling his face off. Like, it's like, cool special effects there too, because you know that's of course real real stuff. So, I like that. That that kind of remind me a little of Hellraiser. Uh, you know, obviously Hellraiser came afterwards, but like when. Frank gets all the hooks into him, and he gets all... Mm-hmm. So that's what that face kind of reminded me of. Yeah, it's very cool. What's also cool is this. I mean, I'm an American, but I got love for Canada. Much love up there, Canada. But you got to... This is what I think of when I think of Canadian horror. Like, I think of Scanners, The Fly. Like, I think of Cronenberg flicks. And I think this movie reaches out further than uh, horror movie fans. I think regular people know, not maybe not everyone, but especially older people, people that had VCRs in the 80s, they know about Scanners. Well, it's got a story. That's yeah. what That's what uh, broads, broadens the horizon of horror is when it has a story. You're Did likely, you say broads? Broads. Are they coming here? No. Uh. But when horror has a story like this, it, 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 it usually brings in a lot more people and a lot more people know about it. Versus... Did you say whores? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh, but it does. It brings in a lot. Of, so that's why you're right. I think a lot more people know about this movie because of the story. It is an intense story. You know, it's pretty intense. Twist at the end, of course. Yeah, you think Revic wins? But he doesn't. And a twist of fate, What do you know? He puts his body and Revic's body, like not sexually, but like spiritually, and he switches, you know, the shells. Way to go, bud. Now you're unattractive and you look evil. You had a chance with your old looks with the girl, but now not so much. That guy would always scare the shit out of me. Yes. Like you're destined to be a police chief. Like, or like that. Like, like you've only got a couple of jobs with that face, you know? And I'm not saying that there's not a lady out there that's, you know, for you, especially the old generation. Dude, you know. look over, just look around, okay? You look like, if those two, if those people, if that person could find somebody, there's somebody out there for everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. All right? That's a good point. You know, and I'm not saying that you're ugly, but everybody that's listening and heard what I just said mm-hmm. has had that thought when they looked at somebody. Okay. How is someone fucking you? <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> oh, God. What's your favorite part of this movie? What's your favorite scene? Tell mm. me about it. Tell me about it. Well, there's a lot of different fun parts, obviously, but I really enjoy the opening in the mall. Um... I'm really, I'm scanning here. I'm scanning the whole movie. I scanning thought was a, the whole movie. I thought what was funny is when Cameron went to the, uh, like the art ex exhibition or whatever it is, art art exhibit. Yeah. Um, like they were selling all this art from Pierce, and that's how he was going to find him. But he went to this exhibit, and the main guy in charge selling. <laughs> uh, Cameron walks up and he's like, hey man, like I'm really interested in buying these pieces, but I want to speak to the buyer. And the guy's like, oh no, I, ca- I cannot, uh, th- you know, that would break our policy here. It's a strict policy. I can't, you know, meet him or it would break everything. And he's like, all right, but how about, you, how about you just tell me where he lives and I'll just go over there. And he's like, no, I'm afraid I can't do that. And he's like, well, why don't you just think about where he lives? And he just locks into him and dude's <laughs> like, excuse me, I'm feeling ill. <laughs> and he just, like, walks away. Like, 
He had Porky Pig energy all day. You know, if like Porky Pig was a human, it yeah. was that fucking guy. It was him. Yeah. He just had that, you know. He just had that vibe to him. I saw him. It made me laugh. What about you? What say you, old Zock? Um, well, it was uh, towards the end when they escape the facility and they stop at a gas station and they try to go to use the phone to, uh, you know, he scans in through the phone because he figures out, like, you know, a computer is just like a nervous system so you can go manipulate it. So he goes to a phone and tries to dial into their computer files and get all the files, which he does. But while he's doing that, Reddick, you know, overrides the system to delete everything. But that causes chaos because the scanner's also in it at the same time, so it causes a whole big explosion and everything well, that was goes awry. Asshole but, police chief guy. That yeah. Was, he was a fucking Oh, I'm sorry, dick. not Riddick, but that guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get I get my names mixed up, but... Get them mixed up. It was at the gas station. Uh, there was a guy sitting there pumping the gas, and the telephone line above him <laughs> starts, like, sparking. And this is the... <laughs> He just goes in the whole, he's definitely an extra. He's like, oh, shit. He just, <laughs> he just drops the fucking pump and runs away. But he's like, with his yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. And he just fucking, like, runs. Not even a good run, just, like, jogs away. <laughs> like, the worst acting, but that was just so fucking funny to me. I was oh, an shit. I was an actor once. What'd you act in? I'll show you. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> you crushed it man <laughs> yeah that is a very funny part too yeah even funnier that like the sparking line was about to fall down but his instinct is to like just let the gas pump fall in the ground by pumping gas it's like yeah I think you're gonna like fuck your chances up more by doing that if you didn't if you just would have stayed there and hung the pump up yeah, I think you just or at least stopped it, you yeah. know. You just hung, hung it up. Remember, I like how everything started exploded too at the end. I like how the phone just was on fire and melting. That looked awesome, dude. It, it was like cool. dripping out that black like fluid, like melted plastic and yeah. like acid. Mm-hmm. Just unique looking. Something that's not uh, seen in every movie. Something that you just don't catch all the time. Tell me how the cop guy, like, what's his name? The cop guy that what was his name in the movie? Um, uh, his name. I forget his name. Um, um, God damn it! I will remember his name. Uh, Keller. Yeah, where Keller's in that computer room and everything starts exploding. He's just in the center of the room. He's not near anything. And just all of a sudden, just he explodes and goes through the door. Like, what exploded near him that caused him to launch out the door? <laughs> that one old guy's like, look, it's not that big of a deal. I told you, there's no no big things, no explosion, <laughs> no, you know, no fireworks. Then bam. He just blows out a window. Yeah, that was, that was intense. They took out my guy, Dr. Ruth, but he was kind of a dick for not telling, you know, kind of setting up his son to find his other son. He should have just told him. You my boy. You come from my bowels. Should have. But he, yep, he didn't. Well, he's, he's a not. little liar. But Cameron lives on in his brother's body. The opera, like, it's like an opera symphony, like I mentioned. <clears throat> I think this does well. The fly, the fly is that way. Is, uh, 
they just build. The scenes just build and build. And he, he's quoted saying, like, early on in his career, like, when there's symphony shit, he's like, I just had to use a bunch of free-use stuff. And, like, that's what I would do, and we'd layer certain parts. And then they had a good guy for the synth music and stuff and doing that. But just making movies, man. Doing the best you can. It's not fucking Home Alone. It's not one of these movies that have, like, a its own symphony to it or Jurassic Park. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to do that. So they're using free use symphony shit, stacking it on show with it, and then they're using a keyboard and like a all kinds of stuff. Going hard on the keyboard. It's hard to play a keyboard. Yeah, dude. I tried it. I've never been able to play anything. Anything. Ozark keys. I could, you could do it. Probably if I put my mind to it, but uh, I don't want to. You can do anything. I'm not good with my hands, really either. Like, I think you are. Like not like steady hand, like creative hands, like craftsmanship with oh. my hands. No, like threading a needle take me forever. Yeah, that's. I'm a not bitch. good with my hands. What about your and feet? And some things, my feet. Yeah, I mean, skateboarded. So you gotta be kind of good with your feet there. You kick a 35 year yard field goal. I think I can. Empty stadium. I really think I can. Stadium full of people? Let me try to make sure I can make it first. And if it's a stadium full of people, then I can do it too. Mm-hmm. I don't feel no pressure here. I want to see how long I can kick a field goal too. If I wasn't a player, I feel like I would want the people there because they'd be like rooting for me. Everybody's like, yeah, this guy, get it, dude. Yeah, like, but you got to be careful. You got to make sure you make it first because you fuck up. Oh, yeah, people are, but, like, nobody's... going to laugh at you. Yeah, but you're not a kicker, so they're just like... Oh, like, everybody's seen that at halftime, or somebody just fails the half-court shot, or, like, whatever, and you're just like, yeah, well, you're, that's why you're not a Dude, professional. why don't they have that at halftime football games? Somebody tries to kick a field goal. Oh, that'd be sick. That would be sick. Like, kick a 50-yard, 40-yard field goal, and you get, like, $5,000 or something? Something like that? I mean, how much are the half-court shots worth? Oh, like 10 grand. 10 grand to do 50-yard field goals. He was like, no, 40. 40-yard field goal. I goals. think 35 would be fair. Like, but you can't, like, I mean, I don't know. I think you just can't be a professional kicker. Right. And they would have to select it. But you get that, like, have you seen that guy in those, like, videos going around lately? He's like this guy with the pot belly, and he's on rollerblades, and he straight does a flip. He says, you may not like it, but this is the peak male body. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> like that guy, like that guy comes out and just nails it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit, man. It is. Now, you know what we got in this this movie as well? What's Ozark? that? Why don't you hold that thought? Because we got to learn more things about this movie before we get into anything more about it. <laughs> Welcome to the What Do You Know Here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you people something that you may or may not know about this movie. Now, if this is your first time here, of course, we got to go through the rules for your stupid ass. 
We're gonna tell you things we know about this movie. Now, you may know what we know, you may not know what we know, but if you know what we know, you're gonna have a we know gasm. If you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know, and then you're gonna have a we know gasm too. So, everybody's gonna have a satisfaction in their pants when they hear these facts about this up in your ass. Thank you very much. So, why don't you tell me something that you may or may not know about this movie, Scanners, 1981? It's scary. Scanners! It's scary. It's very scary. That's what I know. That's it? Okay, good. No, 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 no. Wait, no, you. Actually, no, I want you to go with yours first, because... No. All right, all right, look No, here. I told you, it's your turn. I like your courtesy. Thank you, I'm a very nice man. You're a very nice guy. Manners. Look, this movie stars a bunch of people from horror movies from this time frame, okay? Okay. And I'm, I pulled out the list here, because there's quite a few, and I just want to make sure that I don't miss it. All right, let's Obviously, run through it. We got Mike Lyons' side. He's from Visiting Hours. You got Lawrence Dane from Happy Birthday to Me. That's good stuff. Robert Silverman from Prom Night. Okay. Uh. Then we have Anthony Sherwood from Terror Train. Neil Affleck and Thomas Kovacs from My Bloody Valentine. This is a whole list of horror actors who are sticking together. They like to do spooky shit. That's they called. Like that's what you like to call a dream team. I like that. Thank you. I like that. Thank what, you. What do you know about this movie? I know something about this movie. So we're going to go back to the infamous scene that's here in like 15 minutes into the movie. The infamous head explosion scene. Now, obviously, it's 1981. You saw the computers that are in this movie. They barely got computers. So this is all practical effects here. So how did they do it? How did they do it? Well, what they did was they put a gelatin head. They make the guy look like the guy, of course. They put up a head full of gelatin. Okay? Like jello. Yeah. I need it. Of course, it's red. So, and then they stood behind it with a shotgun full of salt pellets. Full of salt? Yeah, full of salt. And so it just blasts through like buckshot. And that's why it exploded. Now it was a pretty good fucking explosion. Well, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. That's that how they did it. That makes sense why his head yeah. went everywhere. I wish I was the guy that made that shot. I know, but you got like one shot, you know, you can't, you can't blow it. That's why no. they did, that's why they did the salt, so because you know a shotgun, you know it spreads. Mm -hmm. So you got all those individual pieces of salt just blasting at the speed of light there, it just pow. So it gets everything, it explodes, sir. I wonder how much salt they used. It was, I don't know, maybe like, like a uh, shell full. Yeah, probably the whole probably shell. Probably a whole shell, they probably filled that bad bitch up. And pow. Makes sense. I mean, they had shotguns all over the fucking set. That would pepper you up. Like, if somebody blasted with you, you... Ow, that would fucking hurt. Yeah. It made a head explode. It would go right through you. Why are we using bullets? Just fill it with salt. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just hurts real bad. Dude, it reminds me of those uh, those damn uh, salt guns that they use to kill bugs. Mm-hmm. Explodes them. Same premise, but with a gelatin head. Yeah, just a bigger concept. If that makes sense. Bigger concept. Yeah, bigger concept. For you gotta you. watch the sodium in your diet. Like or else that will happen. Yeah. I think that's why they got to use that for diabetes commercials. Yeah. Or whatever it is. It's you know you don't you don't want to it's you know cholesterol or else your head's gonna blow up like this. Yeah. Too much salt. That's how they should start the Cheerio commercials. <laughs> <laughs> this guy didn't eat Cheerios. Now his head fucking. Do you want blew this up. to happen to you? <laughs> Take a meprazole or whatever the fuck you did, whatever it is. Eat Cheerios. If your feet start to get numb, go to the doctor, or else your head will explode. <laughs> Do you feel like your head's gonna explode? Eat some Cheerios. Cheerios, not the honey nut. 
the regular. Don't get the sugar kind. I like frosted. Frosted is good. Yeah, those are good. You remember chocolate Cheerios? Yeah, I think they're still a thing. I think they are too. I don't know. I don't go down cereal aisle. I don't have kids. Yeah. The cereal aisle with the kid is probably horrific, isn't it? I mean, they don't go to the grocery store with me. I'm smarter than that. That's a good man. Yeah, I go by myself. I'm going to go with them. You know who I go with? AirPods. <laughs> I go grocery shopping and then... You know, I was digging the thing for COVID for a little bit, man. I had a mask and a hat on, and, you know, yeah. I was just not even there. And nobody was there because everybody was afraid? Yeah. I remember people started, like, wiping down their groceries when they kind of back, like, stop it. Just stop it. You're being ridiculous. Yeah, that's Lysol in a box of graham crackers. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's going to taste like shit now. Everything's going to taste like Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know any more facts here? No, I think that's it. Those oh. are fun facts. Okay, well, we're going to go now. Thank you very much for coming. We'll see you later. Well, I'm just feeling educated now. We're walking down that road. We're running up that hill. You know that song? You know, you know that one? All right, we're not doing that. Don't do that anymore. Just talking song lyrics out to people. <laughs> like, yeah, find out how long they I take. saw. I saw. Yeah, I saw one guy. He just texts random numbers in an area code. Starts texting them like parts of lyrics. Yeah, and they reply. And they and they they don't reply like the first couple, but then he just keeps doing it. Then they eventually get it. I think that's pretty funny. If somebody just started texting me lyrics, like, what the fuck? Like you know, that would catch on. That'd be fun. You know who wouldn't? Who? You know who wouldn't be about this? A fucking scanner. They would figure you out immediately. We need to discuss the fact how fucking freaky that is that somebody could read your mind. Would you want that ability? No. It seems painful, and it like also seems like, I don't know, like maybe it could help you out like if you could like go to the casino, that kind of thing. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you like just manipulate the roulette guy to make him fall on double zero, just like dude, because you know they know how to like they're trained to like throw it in like a certain section. Like there is there's a train of how to you know throw it at a certain speed. They they, they can't pick the exact number, but they can get it close. Mm -hmm. That's how they take your fucking money. But or a casino, like the dude can manipulate machines. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the slot machine that has the biggest jackpot. And I'm manipulating that machine to make it say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I kind of want to be a scanner. Yeah, for that part would be cool because I'd be really rich. Yeah, and they got serums to make you go to sleep. It's like they put you with a syringe, you go to sleep like NyQuil. What's the problem? No big deal. No big deal here. You could probably have some weird orgasms with people if you're doing it with another scanner in public. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what are these two fucking doing? <laughs> I don't, brain know, I don't know if I, yeah, that's the thing is like, I don't know if I would ever want that ability to read people's minds or not. Everybody's always curious about it. But mm -hmm. I feel like once you figure it out, mm -hmm. you'd never want it. You <laughs> like, would hate it. You guys see your parents, and they're like, we fucking hate our son. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> The whole day, like, you go to Burger King, they're like, this dude's fucking ugly. <laughs> Why is everyone being so mean today? It's like, did I say that out loud? No, but I know what you said. <laughs> oh, fucking day. Oh, my God. I don't know. Like, 
I'll be thinking about the most random shit. So, like, I don't know. Scanner might scam me and be like, huh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know. (laughs) You definitely wouldn't want to be a woman woman and be a scanner and read some dude's mind. Especially if you're, like, semi-attractive at least. (laughs) You go to read his mind and it's just, ah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I want to lick her butt. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> the nastiest shit. Oh. <laughs> I drink her fucking bath water, man. Oh yeah. And she's like, what the hell? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That. Uh, I'd suck a fart out of your ass, girl. Yeah. She's, they, yeah. I don't think they'd be able to handle the you know obsceneness of our mind. Right. Like, Tom Segura had a funny skit about that where she was. He was like, I was talking to this girl and she's like, I got hard. I like eyes too. And I was like, No, no you, you don't. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been on a truck like a fucking truck stop where they sell fucking porn with a glory hole in the back where you just some old man <laughs> there's one car in the parking lot and one man is sticking his wang through a hole not knowing what's on the other side of that you're not that horny <laughs> you're not <laughs> you're not <laughs> he said men are disgusting <laughs> well, yeah. it's like now you got you got different classes of it you got different levels of class but I'm saying like the potential for nasty like, I feel like even the most bottom barrel lady couldn't beat the nastiest of the bottom barrel of, dude. No. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just something in our DNA. We're cavemen, man. All right? So I'm sorry, lady scanners. Don't read my brain because I'm going to be thinking nasty shit. You know, I'm just going to be thinking it all day. Sorry. But if a dude, that might be cool, you know, because you could be thinking about something else, you know. He, you could be in a bad mood, but you start reading his brain. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go fishing this weekend. You're like, yeah, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to go too. And you just go up to him and naturally like, hey, you want to go fishing? I was just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too, man. We should go together. Yeah. You develop a lifelong friendship because he thinks that just that random moment. So every time he thinks of something, be like, I could use a burger today. Hey, man, I was thinking about go getting a burger. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's got blown my mind. Turn him gay. (laughs) He's freaking me out, man. (laughs) It's like a Jedi Jedi mind trick. Jedi mind. And that was kind of a popular theme at that time. Like, this is, you know, Star Wars time, you know, the Jedi mind trick and the telekinesis and. Product of the environment, like you said before. That's when movies come out. This was definitely a very. It was a peak of curiosity for folks at that time. It is kind of cool, but it's just not talked about as much now. I feel like Stranger Things 11 was kind of like the most recent telekinesis thing, but really... It all goes in cycles. Mm-hmm. You know? Very superhero-ish, though, right? Like, it's a, it's a superhero power in my... Like, they're, like that's like the X-Men. Like, because to be like an X-Men, like, it's not like a life of glory. Like, those people have tough lives, too, because they're freaks, you know? Right. Mutants. And I feel the same way. It's like a gr- an elite group of fucking super elite powered people, but their life is kind of miserable. Yeah, they should. They need suits like with spandex and like you know. They gotta live in safe houses. A logo. Yeah. And there's always some old doctor trying to guide them through life. You know, it's the same formula. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I think these guys could definitely be superheroes. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I know Cronenberg's old. I know Cronenberg's old. But what he should do, what he should do 
is just have his son and him work together on a new fucking Scanners movie. I would I would really watch a movie about Scanners, like especially nowadays. If they, because like I don't want a direct sequel maybe, nothing to that degree, but the world of Scanners. Like it doesn't have to be Scanners too. I just want to see Scanners in a movie. Like I think that would be cool now. Like it, I mean, I think they could remake this movie. They probably could. Like, you know, the same premise. It doesn't have to be exact like a remake, but it could be a nice homage. Scanners. You know, I think it'd be good. It's in a detailed story. They can make it work. I think I feel so. like they could. Because there's some movies you can remake, some movies you can't remake. This movie, you can remake this. I like when the remake is almost just like a... It just flows off like it's not a true exact remake or an adaptation. It's just like a in the world of right. kind of thing. They're I just like, like that. It's based on a true story type deal. Mm-hmm. You know, so along those lines. Well, let's uh, let's uh, hop on down the trail and go through the portal to the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Running down the hill now. Sloppy Horror. there welcome thank you for coming here to what is that a slider says oh hello there <laughs> does it really yeah that's weird because i cannot see that far but yeah you just literally said that and i looked at my light and it said that that's weird oh hello there welcome to the one and only one of a kind guaranteed fresh as a mother lover sloppy horror podcast rating this is the one of a kind horror rating system developed by your scary movie companion Mr. Christian Ramey. Now, what he's going to do is we're going to go through a series of categories to rate this movie on a horror movie scale, not a movie in general. So keep that in mind. But of course, you already know that because you're a fan of the show and you have been here for a while. So that's just for the newbies in case they don't know what's going on. So we're going to do this in a series of three, four. Yeah, four categories. Three of the categories are worth three points. Last category is worth 1.4. A total love. 10 points all together. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that was like a sad one. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's hard to get that. You'd think I would have that down as many times as I say it. But, hey, you know, you know, sometimes it don't work so good. Makes sense to me. Thank I you. Get it. Thank you. I get it. So let's go on to the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Some good acting throughout the- it's another one of those movies that I really didn't think too hard on the rating of this. I just kind of, uh, we're walking into this blindly. It's good acting, but it's like early 80s kind of, like I feel like the script lacks in parts as far as like dialogue uh, for it to like, for example, I think Cameron is a great actor, but it's like got that very, what do you guys want from us? You know, it's still got a tad bit of theater in it. Just a tad bit of like, I don't see the big problem here. Like, you know, just that has that almost TV cadence, if you will. So, I feel like it's going to be a solid one and a half. I think it's right in the middle. It's good. Very good acting, but I wouldn't say elite. But it's the story is elite. The scanners themselves are elite. But I would say the casting, I mean, Michael Ironside's great. I thought everybody works great in the movie, but one and a half is fair. One and a half is fair. It fits. What more can you say? 
So that's one and a half so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the second category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. Got a lot more in this, dude. There's quite a few in here. I mean, it's either a two. I'm thinking two, right? I, I don't think a two and a half, but definitely a two. There's a wide variety. That head is definitely a point on its own. And what we got? We got the head. We have the four cops in the beginning. Two guys explode in a car. Two guys get shot. One guy's head Fire. explodes. Fire. Two guys get... We got people getting blasted with shotguns. We get, you know, uh, people dying and wrecks. When, a, this might know. be a two and a half. That's a mm, lot of variety. Uh, it's brutal. It's not a three. I mean, it's not all the way sin, but a two and a half. It's got a wide variety. Yeah, but most of them are shock. Most of them are pistol kills or shotgun kills. The majority of them are gun kills. Two, I'd say. I'd say two. Okay. All right. I'd say two. Because, I mean, more than half of them are gun kills. Yes, that's true. That's when true. When I think about it. I'm thinking of the ending sequence and, like, the... You know, the flesh peeling off, and they're fighting, and then they come into the room and find his burnt-up carcass. Yeah. Very cool stuff. But it's a two. It's a two. All right. We'll stick with two. We'll stick with two. We'll stick with two. That's fair. That's fair, Ozark Mark. I think it is. It's a Walter Cronenberg. I want to do him fair. I just want to make sure we're doing him fair. We're and that's doing what... him fair here. Come on. I mean, hey. We're laying the shirt out and ironing out the wrinkles. That's what we're doing. I like that, too. That's a very solid score for, for kills. Thank you. So that's three and a half so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the third and final three-point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is fear. This is definitely one of those half a points on fear. Uh, maybe when you were younger, might have been a little bit more freaky, but just a half a point. It's not scary as much of it is interesting or kind of fun because you're not a scanner, so like you're not really afraid of a group of scanners trying to kill you because you are a scanner, and you're not like involved with them. So it's freaky, right? Like yeah. half a point because you got to give it something. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's got some intense scenes. I don't know, but for. It's hard for me because this almost feels it, this is almost feels like it gets a FUBU stamp because it feels like it's for horror people too. Like it just, I liked this movie always. I don't really know if I was ever really like terrified. I mean, Michael Ironside's very creepy and he freaks me out, but like I don't know if it like really gave me nightmares like a Freddy or those guys did. Nah, nah, we'll go with that. So that is four out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's get into the last category here for half a point each here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is rewatchability. I'll give it, yeah, I I, I like it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's rewatchable for sure. Yeah, story's good, but it's not too complex where it's like annoying, where it's like a no. I mean, new ones. No, there is. A, I was kind of falling asleep like halfway through it. Like there was not just a little bit, just because like midway through the. Mm-hmm. Story. It's when they get slow, but then when the action pops back up, then you're back up in it. Yeah, but it's, but it's rewatchable. I think it's rewatchable because the story, and of course, you got the kills and stuff and the gore. A little so action. A, yeah, there's a little action there. A little cool little moments. So that is a total of five out of ten. Very fair score for scanners here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Mm-hmm. Folks, it's not all about the kills. It's not all about the cast. It's not all about the fear. <laughs> about all of them put together okay 
And how does it rate? Altogether depends on how it scores. Okay? Altogether. Altogether now. <laughs> I think, honestly, I don't know what his scariest movie would be, but they all have, like, an element of, like, hell yeah, like, I like this. Like, it's like a, almost like, I mean, this would be the fifth time I mentioned, but like a superhero. Like, I like this guy. It's kind of creepy and fucked up and... It's like Blade or something. Like, yeah, this is kind of creepy, but I like you, dog. Like, I like the way you're throwing it down. I like what you do. I'm jealous. I want those powers. <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll have that mindset a lot. You're like, oh, okay. I want to be able to catch people on fire. Maybe not the, the headache part and the part of, like, freaking out. But if I could just play the casino, all right? I've went over this. We've reviewed this now. Like, yeah, just give me, like, a light version of it. Like, give me, like, a half-breed. Yeah, you but af- after overthinking, you know, thinking this over, you know, I, it, it might be a thing I would do. That's a super peer, or a superhero power that you have to consider. An attribute. I could definitely figure out the best way to use it for my own benefit. Yeah. And the benefit of others, too, okay? I'm not, you know, a complete asshole here. I would help certain people out if I felt like it. Yeah. Depends on the mood. You know, when you have this, this random parts of your life where you're like I feel like I have to do a good deed to you today for some reason I don't know why just random see somebody suffering and it gets to you or something you know be like I'll help you out mm-hmm. I'll be a good deed to your good person for you today be talking to I'll be talking to him like the guy like uh <clears throat> what's his name from the shining you want some ice cream doc what? Be like, what the fuck's wrong with you why are you talking to me like this what do you say doc How's some ice cream? He had the shining. He kind of looked like a California raisin, but it's okay. <laughs> Scatman Crothers, you know, it's not a big deal. He's a great part in that movie. How did he die? An axe. Okay, but he was able to talk to people with mental powers. Yes. I mentioned the shining earlier, and I never really kind of put that comparison together until this evening, but it does kind of have like, you know, you got the ability to read people. Although The Shining was more scary, like that he was, they were dealing with scary shit. Yeah, this feels more. This is more like superhero action. Yeah, Firestarter. If you've seen Firestarter, that kind of falls in that same realm as well. Yeah, uh, and Stranger Things, like a, a, an agency trace chasing after a mutant breed that they can't keep control of. Yeah, so it's a very familiar story. It's been around for a while. People like it. It yeah. works. It's always good. It's fun for the whole family. I feel like it is a good napping time movie too, especially when it's rewatchability time. Though, if you're just putting this on, it's yeah. like that's a good one, bro. I can probably pass out scanners, like in a good way. You know? Yep. It's just calming. It's a peaceful movie to me. Those '80s are. That style of movie is. <laughs> I like the fact that <laughs> still. Not only are the jackets going on, but, like, you had, like, all the flannels and the bubble vest. I'm telling you, go back and watch that fucking Pierce get blown apart. Watch this guy's, like, chest, stomach, knees, back. They all get blown out, but in his fucking vest. I don't know why that's funny to me when he's, like, in his hunter's outfit. But you go back and all these guys got, like, flannel button up to the top button. 
100% always tucked into them jeans. Never not, baby. <laughs> nah, you got to. Yeah, never not. Now, I wear a lot of flannels, but, like, it was a different kind of flannel back then. You know what I'm talking about. Right. That, like, I don't remember seeing. That's when I see a flannel that's untucked. I'm like, what's wrong with this? Yeah. It <laughs> what's just, wrong with this? I feel like it's got to be tucked in. It's just funny to see that whole, from the wardrobe to the way people talk. To the, you Dude, know. when do you think tucking in clothes is going to come back? I mean... I mean, it's, it's it, nice for dress stuff. I mean, right, I well, do dress it. stuff. I'm talking about like regular clothes. I don't know if that's ever gonna come back like oh, that. No. Them old men, they do that shit. They just have regular ass like graphic t-shirts tucked into their jeans. Oh no! Like, why do you got a Garth Brooks t-shirt tucked in the jeans, nerd? And it'll be up here today to the rib cage, to the bottom. All, of it. Did, all, that, all that has to happen is for a famous person to start doing it. Mm-hmm. Or an influencer to start doing it. Oh yeah, you bust out that braided belt and a nice chambray shirt, a jean shirt for the. Uh... Oh yeah, that guy could build you a shed. He can hunt. Oh, he you, can... Tucked in, tucked in shirts with belt buckles. They'll be back. If you see an uh, uh, an older gentleman with a tight flannel t-shirt tucked into jeans at you know right above rib cage level, that guy. Trust that man. Don't fuck with that guy. Yeah, he... and he, I mean he can help you. Yeah, sir. My. I need help. I'll take care of you. I've seen some things. Okay. Look, me and this flannel been together 35 years. We've seen some things. Um. Look, you've got another movie that you want to talk about next week, don't you? Do I? I don't know. I've been trying to think of some wild card movies here. Oh, I thought that's what you were stewing down there. I thought you looked like you were about to tell everybody, like, look, this is next week's movie. No, because we don't know because it's the wild card season. Wild card. <laughs> you don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. I don't even know where I am right now. Neither do I. But I had pants on. Oh, man. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point, though. It, I mean, we're shooting from the hip, but but uh, you know, think about it. You know, what have all the all of all the wild card movies been so far? Standalone movies. They have. They've all been standalone movies, most of them. They've been fun. This has kind of been a fun season. I've really been enjoying this because we have been throwing some curveballs out there. Oh yeah. Frailty. People really like that one. They took off. Who doesn't like frailty? I knew people would be excited for that. We one. know what we're doing, and they're going to be just as excited for this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're going to be just as excited for the next movie that's coming to come out. Oh, yeah. Next week is going to be intense. We're talking Spy Kids 3D. It's so fun. It's so fun. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I watched... No, I don't think I actually have ever seen Spy Kids. No, yeah, you have. That's why you just said it out loud. I really don't think I have. No, you have. I've seen the DVD on your stack over there. Look, I was only in the fan club for like three fucking months, dude. You got to bring it up every time. Well, I'm sorry. I don't want people to know my obsession of Spy Kids. Well, now they do. The tattoos aren't invisible spots. You look like a fucking Spy Kid. I just want them to return my letters. Like, I write them letters all the time. <laughs> I just want them to return my letters. I sent them my hair. I've sent them photos, and they don't want anything to do with me. Oh, God. Maybe all I right. should chase them more like the restraining order is only 100 feet i can make myself visible from 100 feet absolutely so with that boys and girls it's been a great episode with you again once 
and it always will be. So let's get the fuck out of here and uh, get working on next week. Yeah, are we going to watch the podcast?